are here for a reason. Breaking down the brotherhood, one prayer at a time. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here for a reason. Hey, thank you everyone for being here and welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff and this is... Christy! And today we are talking, and indeed, we're going to break down the brotherhood, and yes, we do need your prayers. Not only are we going to talk about someone who's very, very connected at a high level, but we're also going to talk about saving uh, some children and the terrible things that are happening uh, with uh, with law enforcement, with CPS, with all this stuff, and it goes very, very deep, folks. We're only going to be able to scratch the surface, but I'm telling you, this is going to be a deep scratch. It's going to hurt, and it's going to hurt them. They're going to bleed from this broadcast because we're going to get the truth out there today. And uh, today, uh, thank you, Christy, for bringing her back. And uh, we have Penny L.A. Shepherd back with us today. She was there hit, essentially, a lot last time she was on. Many, many questions uh, everyone wants to know Penny's backstory. Uh, we will continue to invite Penny to be on the show. We want to get her story. But right now, what she is passionate about is fighting for some children. And she's exposing some very, very deep roots, Christy. And, uh, man, uh, there's just so much to cover in this. And I don't know exactly how. We're going to have to do multiple programs, I think, to get this out there. But... This is important. What do you say, Christy? Just in short, I just want everybody to know that Penny knows Holly Weird inside out. She knows Pedo Wood inside out. Um, she was a victim herself. She has come forward as a massive researcher to help connect the dot. And I personally do not know anyone else that can click off things like Penny can to put the dots together. So I really appreciate Penny's research. I appreciate her answering my calls. And I'm going to say this, that Penny does a massive amount of research on the movies. Her brother is very much involved. He is the manager of a lot of these people. So she can tell us and put the pieces together. But today she is going to bring forth the main, one of the main players that we all think is a really good guy who's taking away his daughter's children. So that is Penny's focus. That is Penny's focus today. But I do want to say something about Penny. She puts together research based on sometimes movies. So even this week, I sent Penny an Amazon gift card because she is on Social Security. I sent her an Amazon gift card so that she could she needed to download more movies and more books um, because that's how she researches. And I can't wait for her to tell everybody how she does it um, and how she puts the pieces together. But today it's very important that we get this message out. And, of course, we're talking about America's most wanted, John Walsh, his daughter, Megan Walsh. And most of you, uh, after our last show, we directed you to watch the video of Megan Walsh having her five-day-old baby removed from her house. And we're going to get the inside story. And without further ado, please welcome back to Right On Radio, Penny L.A. Shepard. Thank you for being here, Penny. Thank you, Jeff. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak on behalf of uh, Megan Walsh. And um, 
She's been a friend of mine that I've been researching for her. I've researched John uh, prior to meeting Megan. As a matter of fact, I met her um, last year. We started speaking on uh, June 13th, which actually was the inception of National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That's odd. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have a... Do I need to reshare my screen or? No, no, I can add it. I can add it in right away. Here we go. I did a little, uh, did a little thing for you. So that's you. Sorry. <laughs> that's Christy. So um, this, I figured I'd do like a little, because I'm on Dave Zublick's show every Friday from 10 to 1 at speaking about Hollywood. I, I call myself a Hollywood dark journalist. And my actual name is Agent X11, which I'll explain on another show. So, um, you know, I do that show. And so I figured I'd do a little presentation with you guys sitting up there. Well, thank, thank you. you kindly for that. And that's, yes, that's what I looked like a year and a half ago. I was clean cut and respected in society. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, now, I, I am going to cite this. Um, See if we can go. So I'm going to cite this because I'm going to be using. Oh, and there's Dave Zublick's thing on there. Okay, this is actually right on radio. All right, <laughs> there we go. So I'm going to cite uh, Fair Use Section 107, Copyright Act of 1976, Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, education, and research. Fair use is a uh, use permitted by copyright statute that uh, might otherwise be infringing nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips in balance in favor of fair use. Um, the things that I talk about mostly. I talk about something that most people are unaware exists. They know what the military industrial uh, complex is. However, it works in conjunction with the entertainment world. So I just put it together and I just call it the military industrial entertainment complex. It includes the military, CIA, DOJ, DOD, DIA, FBI, DARPA, and other military and non-military assets, a.k.a. agents. The mocking new, Mockingbird news media, Hollywood, television, theater, religion, sports, book media, politics, world leaders, scientists, technologists, doctors, and teachers, by no means all-inclusive. What the MIEC actually is, is a combined effort of the New World Order and military-industrial complex to disclose strategized military intel through movies about advanced operations, to disseminate co-intel and propaganda, to deliver messages to CIA operatives, and to trigger MKUltra covert operatives to program the masses through subliminal covert and overt messages to solicit followers for the new world order satanic agenda to install kings, presidents, politicians, to garner support for wars, to further install religious leaders who serve the new world order agenda and to sway the political body to serve the current agenda. So John Walsh works for the military industrial entertainment complex. He has since the abduction of uh, his child, Adam, who was uh, abducted, July 27, 1981, and found uh, August 10th, they found his head, but August 11th, they revealed it to the public. I believe he was doing either uh, Good Morning America. I think he was doing Good Morning America when it uh, transpired. So for those of you who don't know who John Walsh is, John Walsh established the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And uh, it's our assertion that 
the missing center, for, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children are actually missing and exploiting children. And they're, they're uh, fostering, they're working with many agencies, for instance, uh, L, L Brands uh, by Wexner what is one of his supporters. So is uh, Palatier, who uh, is CIA, and actually its auspices before that, its uh, leader uh, was one of the establishers of PayPal, which we know that associates to Elon Musk now. So and here's our- So, so the L Brands also connects to Victoria's Secret, to Jeffrey Epstein. So L Brands means the limited corporation. So any of us who bought limited, limited express, any of those brands, um, I highly encourage you to look up and see exactly what L Brands is to make sure you're not supporting them. So here's our first picture with John Walsh dumps newborn granddaughter in foster care. Foster care is the most dangerous place on earth. If you don't know anything about foster care or CPS, which is a corrupted institution, uh, not saying that there are all bad people that work there, but the, the heads of it and it's infiltrated with people that are literally taking your children for um, for cash. They're they're throwing them in a system that in within the foster care system is extremely damaged. And the children, instead of being safe, are actually sex trafficked through that foster care system. So uh, Megan speaks on behalf of her children and on behalf of all children, which I believe that's, that her mission is extremely important. She has a voice and she's screaming very loudly. Um, she also has a Give, Send, Go, which is simply Give, Send, Go uh, forward slash Megan Walsh. So here it's in, in this thing, it's telling you, this is a picture of one of the people that was there. And this is Megan with her baby. Pops kidnapped Megan Walsh's baby. John Walsh traffics daughter's three children and rejects the newborn. Basically, he uh, used the CPS system and his cronies, who are very corrupt individuals, to uh, take her children on false pretenses. He has three of her children. Um, there's been questions that people have asked to where the fathers, Megan never married any of the fathers, and she has taken care of these children herself without the fathers, and she loves all of her children. Um, her uh, One of her baby daddies uh, for her child, Arlo, is Warren Trotter. He's the, one, the only one that I will speak to at this particular time. When Megan decides that she wants to reveal that information, that's for her to do. Um, Warren Trotter is Kanye West's childhood friend, best friend. So that's, you know, extremely important. My brother, John, also represents uh, Kanye. So just, just to clarify, uh, you, you mentioned you cannot speak about the other fathers because Megan uh, does not want to come forward about that. But you did state that they are not involved in the children's lives at this point. Is that correct? Well, basically what I'm saying is I leave it to Megan's discretion. When she decides that she wants to speak about it, she will. But at this point, I, you know, I speak on the things that I know that I can speak on. So unless she wants to speak on that, that's her decision as to what she wants to speak on. So I'm going to leave that to her. And for the audience, you know, when, when things are active scenarios, when there's, you know, law and stuff like that involved, sometimes you have to be very careful about what you say publicly uh, because things can be and will be used against you, uh, right. so they say. So, you know, um, it's not that I want to give a, a hard pass on this. I, I want to know the information just like you do, but we do have to respect that uh, 
you know, first of all, there's kids' lives involved, and this is the most important uh, thing is this the children. And then, you know, later on, we can dissect what happened uh, as she comes forward with more details. So uh, respectfully to the audience who wants to know that, I hope that that at least quenches your thirst for the moment. Very well said. Um, so here, here, and now remember, when I speak, I'm speaking, and I'll, I'm going to keep saying this over and over again, because people don't understand that the entertainment complex works hand in hand with the military industrial complex. So I just call it the meek. And also my brother who was murdered, his name is David. He wrote an unpublished book entitled The Whistleblower. And it was about the Vatican, Bush, and my family. At the end of this book, he, uh, he'd asked me to uh, basically to see his work to fruition, which is one of the reasons why I speak. One of many reasons, but one of the reasons why I speak. At the end of his book, his character opens a black box. And in the black box, it says the meek shall inherit the earth. Well, I call the military industrial entertainment complex, the meek, just for FYI. Okay, so here is, I'm gonna show you a series of tweets and then some videos. Yes, this is Megan Walsh. Yesterday, my five day old baby was kidnapped by Indian River County DCF and the Sheriff's Department. She's now in a foster home because child crusader, John and Revae Walsh, these are her parents, have told DCF that they do not want her my parents need to be stopped, their lies and abuse. This is John Walsh, okay? And he tells his daughter, we uh, we have to go through this. Why? I don't know. Here is well, America's Wanted. And I want to say this. Megan also stated in an interview that she did not really start having many issues with her parents until two or three years ago when she started questioning the death of her brother, Adam Walsh. Yes, she started questioning many things. She also asked him, hey, dad, do you have any ties to Epstein? And apparently his ties are pretty epic. And they're not just, his ties aren't just to Epstein. And you'll hear later on him talk about some of his ties. He has ties to uh, Scotland Yard, to FBI, to CIA, to, to uh, Department of Homeland Security. Uh, he has ties with the cocaine cowboys because he was a cocaine addict and a sex addict. And so was his wife. Um, she was, uh, I don't know if she still is, but she was an alcoholic as well. So was he the, um, in their home when Adam was a baby, uh, they had a, Reve had a live-in lover who was younger than her, um, named, uh, Jimmy Campbell. So, uh, they denied that they knew this, but John was sleeping with everything that had legs. So when they, after Adam was taken, there was question as to, why she disappeared did she go to do a cocaine deal with someone because they say she wasn't just gone a few minutes she was actually gone like 90 minutes now this is conjecture we have gone through there's a, a website if you want to if you want to look at uh, the death of adam walsh uh, there's an individual who's been researching him for 40 years his name is willis morgan he has a website justice for adam there's over 10,000 pages of documentation that uh, we've had to sift through in order to find out some of these things. There was litigation between uh, Reve and uh, Adam against Sears, but it was dropped because of what I just told you, because they would have done um, investigation and found out that, um, that they had another person that was living in the house, which they lied and said, oh, I didn't know that he was having sex with my wife. Really? Because you brought him home. And, uh, you know, they, their lifestyle was one of drug use of uh 
they were associated with mob. Uh, John Walsh's boss, John Monahan, um, was Irish mob. He worked for the diplomat. I believe he actually also helped facilitate straw companies for Disney when Disney was building, was looking for land in Orlando. Um, among many other scurrilous things, one of his best friends, Hank Asher, was a cocaine cowboy who actually developed ne Lexus Nexus and um, and a couple of other huge databases right after 911. Within like, I think within four days, he had a command center set up at his uh, home for from uh, with the approval of the, uh, Homeland Security. And just a quick commentary, and uh, you know, obviously, I'm just putting forth some speculation. But from all of my education on the occult, in particular, uh, these behaviors seem very much in line with occult behaviors. And you might think, oh, you know what? They're swingers. They just uh, sleep around a lot and stuff like that. Uh, no, folks. Uh, you know what I'm hearing, and listen, I don't know the answer. But I'm hearing, you know, I, there's a there's a blood sacrifice. That's his blood, his son. I'm hearing cocaine. Uh, cocaine, I've often said on this program that I believe that to be the signature drug of Lucifer. He put his name in it, the very first murderer, Cain. And, uh, and you know, with all this sex and everything like that and alcohol and drugs, it's, it's and then it all ties into sex magic and you wonder how someone gets so famous and gets on TV shows and is on multiple networks and gets interviewed everywhere. Folks, they got to have something on you, and he's probably doing something to enhance the experience. Uh, that's just my conjecture. Uh, however, I think it's worth noting because I believe this is going to go a lot deeper than you are suspecting. Yes. Um, uh, Adam was six, I believe, when he was... Um, kidnapped, and we still don't know. Uh, Morgan Willis has re been researching this for 40 years. He believes that it was Jeffrey Dahmer. And there was another uh, girl that was there. Her name is Mia Taylor. She was at the Hollywood um, Mall. I, I was born in Florida, so my mom took me to that mall. At the time, though, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was working for Sears in California um, in the shoe department. Um, so, you know, that I lived 13 minutes from the Walshes. I never knew them, but my, my grandmother lived in Hollywood. Um, and Hollywood, California is actually the predecessor for Hollywood, Florida. So the yes. person established Hollywood, Florida lived in, he was a developer and he named it after his favorite city, which was in, which was Hollywood in California. And so they they basically wanted it to be this a second sister city to that. And then they brought down um, all of the Hollywood elite there so they could do all their satanic sacrifices. He John Walsh worked at the Diplomat. The Diplomat Hotel housed the same people that the Fountain Blue did. And the Fountain Blue, um, Meyer Lansky conducted his business for um, it, it was centrally located. So it was 90 miles from Cuba. And then they were creating straw companies um for through the bahamas and so john walsh worked at paradise island he also worked for resorts international which resorts international is cia and um i'm not sure if he was actually uh, at uh the paradise island at the time that the shaw was there but i believe he he could have very well been there because uh, he was a hotelier and he was engaged in 
uh, finding uh, properties for people. He was also one of the people for Outlander Islands. So the islands were used for cocaine uh, trafficking, for sex trafficking. They were originally used for uh, bootlegging um, and they, the, the access, the uh, transnational um, drug routes uh, included that vicinity. So you could go, they had, well, there's ports because part, Florida is a peninsula. So there's ports all over there where people can just park and uh, especially through the Everglades, which they were doing black ops in the Everglades. Um, so it, it, Florida by nature has this, these access points, um, which the mob was down there. The mob was working in conjunction with Operation um Underworld and Operation Underworld was the CIA and uh, the the mob and the military working in conjunction with one another to to do black ops such as the Bay of Pigs, etc. And they were just utilizing the. I'm sorry. Did you say something? No, I think it was just a squawk from the internet. Okay, a squawk from the internet. They're like, "All right, Penny, go on to the next slide." Okay, so here's the next one. Megan Walsh kidnapped my five-day-old baby and sent her to the system stating they didn't want her trying to adopt my other three precious children in just weeks. This is not love. It is severe abuse, fraud, and terrorism. Here's a response to her. John and Revae seem pretty on top of their game, lacking emotion that one would expect to see in these videos, My, in my humble opinion, as a parent and grandparent. We the people, this is Megan Walsh again, we the people could create profound change regarding protecting our children and services for families to succeed. Or we can keep going down this dark, dangerous path that we're on. Orphans, funding, profiting, kidnapping, trafficking, abuse and killings of our children. Now, this is something that Megan used to say. She, you know, when I talked to her, she said that she called her house the shining house because her father was a pill popper and um, a sex addict, which that came out in the Globe. Um, and that was one thing that I'm going to go back to the very top here. Uh, I believe this was you, Christy. America's most wanted. John Walsh is wanted for answers yesterday. John Walsh's daughter released a video of CBS uh, FCS taking her five day old baby girl. Read comments below. So she actually took the globe and then she altered it to say persuade CPS to kidnap daughters five year old baby. It says shameless cheating, sex marathons and kiki photos. That's that's true. Okay. John Walsh busted. This is a globe that actually its face is on Amazon, but it's out of print. It's not for sale. So, you know, we're making these things up. These are not allegations that people are making up. This is out there. It was uh, very prevalent. And it was one of the reasons why they stopped their litigation um, in uh, the eighties, because they were afraid that this was going to come out in court in discovery. This is an individual. Her name is Kimberly, Kimberly Carr. The primary job of a foster care parent is to ensure the children in their care are loved, nurtured, and potential from further drama. No child should ever have to endure the egregious actions of accused perpetrators. The role of CPS, understanding the role of child protective services, includes the most important duties of CPS workers who ensure the safety of children. Well, once you watch some of these videos, you will call it child predator services. In the United States, CPS is a governmental agency run on the state level that was created to respond to reports of child abuse and neglect. No, it's not always the case. Your neighbor can be pissed off at you and call and report your A on false reports and get your kids removed from you. You have to go through two years or a lifetime of BS for no 
reason, folks. Think about that. Children are thrown into strangers' house where they are raped, tormented, and made to do the unthinkable. 80% end up in sex trafficking through a system where they drug the children. They claim the child needs ADHD drugs because of their harm from families when, in fact, most was a lie to begin with. I've read case after case, and 80% do not need to be removed. CBS can say anything and use it against you. DCF don't do their jobs and the and the kids end up in trauma situations. Law enforcement don't always do their job either. And child after child ends up in sex trafficking because everyone around has failed them over and over. The government is using the money to make some, some people's wallets fatter with our taxpayers' money and the children gets, get nothing. My baseball... My Facebook wall is full of two stories. The system isn't working and I don't have a lot of money. So I can't teach you folks something to open your eyes and watch these videos and share them. Stand up on these CPS workers heels and make them do their jobs honestly and be accountable for what they do with their jobs. I'm frustrated with people ignoring the fact that the workers lied about all this stuff in the first place. If you've not been a victim of CPS or foster care, you better count your lucky stars. But I bet you know people that are victims of both organizations. Please share, share, share these videos and sign the petitions and stand up for these children. They are our future if they live long enough. We stood back and let the president steal the election, but failure to these children is the worst. They can't always speak up for themselves. I have a friend who is following Megan Walsh and the daughter and founder of America's Most Wanted. He has stolen his daughter's children through CPS for doing so because Megan started questioning her father about the death of her little brother, Adam Walsh. She needs help. If you're an attorney and think you can blow the socks off this case, please watch all these videos and pictures and evidence she has on Twitter. It's called at Megan Walsh. I'm telling you, she should get a two-story movie deal once it's all said and done. This this lady's really good. Um, she was put here as a child of God to expose all the crooked S that goes on in CPS and foster care. They use the term at the best interest of the children. No way is it that way. I had a foster daughter 10 years ago with a 15 year old daughter for five months. They did not do a background check on me. No drug screen, check my financial situation in order to feed her. I'm telling you, I've done nothing and she was placed in my home. Once a week, the CPS lady came to my house and talked with Haven for about an hour when I was in another room. I knew nothing about what was going on with her. I'm sure it was all BS, trust, Trust me, I'm thankful I don't have children because of all the sex trafficking. I post this stuff on my wall because if one person watches this proof, then maybe I can save some children, and I hope to do so anyway. Don't let the system fool you because it's a darn mess. 800 children from foster care end up in sex trafficking a year. Think about that. So I just wanted to let you know um, some of the comments that are being made. And I'll just take it to the end. Wake up, folks. Watch my wall because I will post it when she does. John Walsh continues to aid while kidnapping and crimes, while profiting, and us taxpayers are paying for him to own a couple of islands in Florida, drug trafficking, Epstein evidence collection, more and more. Trust me, I've done my homework here. How many children have been recovered using the hotline? Any? He has covered up Super Bowl child trafficking so he can fatten his wallet. He owned a hotel where sex trafficking were... He well, I don't think he actually owned that hotel uh, where there were sex trafficking children. Please stand up for Megan and CPS. People's children are removed for good parents. There are some who need to be removed, but not all of them. People, if people would just do an honest job, this would be great for the protection of these children. Imagine if you were those children. Try that because these children aren't listened to either. Just so a great. couple quick comments there, if I may. Um, First of all, you know, the, she quoted a number of about 800 kids, and there's a lot more kids in the system. Yeah. 800 go missing, and, and I think that's kind of a believable number. Um, but the, the scary, and that, that's super scary, obviously, and we got to stand against it. But the fact is, the system 
just like the legal system is a self-perpetuating monster. And if they get a call from a neighbor, as was stated in that, they can come and they can take your kids. And they most likely will because the system needs to feed itself. Now, I will say this, that there are many foster parents that are good foster parents, do it for all of the right reasons. I have friends that have grown up in good foster homes, uh, eventually got adopted out of it. Um, you know, they're, they're, so it's not the entire system, but I'm telling you the people at the top of the system are the people that need to be investigated because uh, if, if it's 800, that's 800 too many folks. Uh, and she's absolutely right. You know, we've let these people get away with it because we're doing nothing. And it's well, and just time, folks. Jeff, the other thing I'm going to try to find a post um, that I found yesterday, and I should have sent this clip to Penny, is a, a video of John Walsh himself on the fifth anniversary of America's Most Wanted telling about the captives, the people that they've captured. And if I heard it correctly, it's only like 60 people that the whole show in 40 years like, so he's telling how little they've done. And you think about the mass amount of exposure that that show had and what it did to the population as a whole. It was absolute mind control. My parents made me quit riding my bike around the corner, right? And all the different things, because basically what they were doing is telling us they're going to start kidnapping your children in that show by making you think that there was all types of other um, these serial killers out, you know, lurking for your children when the reality is they knew it was going to be them. And and so I want to build on that and then we'll go back to you, Penny. Um, the operation from this military industrial entertainment complex, which includes, you know, the left and the right paradigm, which is fake, and the news and everything, the operation for literally the last 30 years has been to actually create distrust in the system. It's to make you feel hopeless. And, uh, you know, right now we see, you know, uh, what they report on the news, Democrats say with anything, Republicans get crucified. And that is only to make you lose hope and to dehumanize you and to stop you from doing anything about it. We cannot be fooled by this any longer. Penny, am I on the target? Yes, you're very much on the target. I don't like to quote statistics unless I actually have statistics, but I'm just going to throw a vague number out there. Um, anywhere between 200,000 and 400,000 children go completely missing uh, worldwide. And that's, I'm just going to throw that figure out there. If I can correct myself later, I will. Um, the number I've seen is 800,000 in the U.S. and about 2.5 million worldwide. That's yeah, what thank I'm you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Because um, I, I, I haven't researched it in a long time to find out who's actually who are missing. And you're also talking about children that uh, are born in deep underground military bases that don't have any um, documentation whatsoever. And that's all. That's for a whole nother show. Yeah, that's that's completely on top of those numbers. I've said yes. it before, but I'm going to say it again because this is an actual fact from a border from a high up border control agent at Miami Airport. They have had since the Biden administration took a hold of our nation. They have had to catch and release people taking children as young as two years old in the Miami Airport. 
Just picking them up and going. Why do you think the borders are open, folks? Right. It's not to replace you as a voter. It's much more sinister than that. But we'll continue on. We don't want to get off topic with, from this story. So one of the things that uh, her parents had done to her, they stopped talking to her at all. Um, so she had posted that silent treatment. It's And we're talking about psyops as well. John Walsh presented Megan to Reagan when she was two months old. He, she was in uh, her mom's arms at two months of age. His VP was uh, George H.W. Bush. George H.W. Bush was in charge of, um, from Colby. He was in charge of the um, Phoenix Project. He was in charge of MK Ultra, And he was in charge of uh, Family Jewels, which was a foreign dignitary assassination program. But MK Ultra, as you know, is uh is it's actually a military operation it was funded by um our navy they wrote the checks for it and it stands for many things it's global mind control i have a, a broad-based uh broad-based um definition of it and then its acronym stands for manufactured killers utilizing lethal tradecraft requiring assassinations and that's what they're training the children for when they're doing sra they're training from utmost compliance so that they can utilize them as uh, sex trafficking, um, for sex trafficking, for honeypotting, for sex espionage later on in life, and for implementation into the military industrial entertainment complex in which they will utilize them for whatever purposes they have. If they want to brand them as an entertainer um, and uh, use them for satanic rituals, which they will then become the abusers, the, those that have been abused. So this is a PSYOP. And it is one of the psyops which they use against you. Silent treatment. It's the worst psychological aggression. It's equivalent to murder, not physical, but emotional. It's the denial of existence of the other person. It is the highest punishment you can inflict on the other person. It is the cruelest way to treat someone. It is a sign of cowardice and bad character. It is emotional abuse. It is manipulation. And it is control over the other. Even though you're like, well, they're not talking to you. You know, these were her parents and they severed any kind of communication with her and they have her children. This is egregious. Uh, this is egregious offense. So Megan had filed in federal court um, a, a, uh, a civil rights violation. Okay. The name of the suit is 440 civil rights and other civil rights. She filed it on May 19th. So you can see a retaliatory action. And some, these are some of the people that were named in there. Um, says defendant is Allison Armstrong, Children's Home Society, Melissa Klein, Courier Home, uh, Philip Dogerty, Alex, Alexis Echevera, Eva's father, Leslie Fer, Fer, Erigos, Michael Ferrigos, Sheriff Eric Flowers, we'll see why, Rebecca Hurley, Gregory Hayden, Judge Cynthia Fox, Judge Robert Meadows. So this is a, this is a motion that she filed, and she will talk about it. She said, I filed against you in um, federal court. Now this video is, this is where this girl talks a little bit like a squirrel. So Penny, please- now, I, I, want, I want to interject for the audience because I see a lot of comments saying that Megan's crazy, Megan's on cocaine, Megan's on drugs. First of all, She's Megan has skin cancer. So for those of you calling her a cocaine addict, and I'm just gonna say this, it's impossible to get together a case, a pro se case for yourself and not be an attorney and uh, be able to file all of these things that she's filed. And it's all filed pro se because she can't get an attorney. So for those of you running your mouth online, calling her a cocaine addict, 
or making fun of her for having skin cancer, shame on you. Okay, I'm gonna play this because uh, this is Eddie from TG Now uh, Podcast, Vero Beach. So he addresses some of these things and I'm gonna let Eddie speak, okay? I and Rondell, we put out some video, live feed of what's going on with Megan Walsh. Um, it was literally nuts, all right? what we witnessed. So this is what I got to say. When I got there early, right, there was a sheriff parked outside and uh, didn't harass me, didn't say anything. I, I walked in and uh, hung out with Megan for a bit, and Carolyn, uh, and, you know, little baby, right? Beautiful Esther Grace. So what I'll say is that while I was there, what I witnessed was a loving mother, plenty of formula. There wasn't a formula shortage in her house, okay? Plenty of diapers, all stuff for the baby, clothes, everything, everything in a clean home. I said, okay. So we were planning a podcast. So John gets out there. I have to leave. I open up the shop. I'm not okay. The Donnie's talking about is John Capori, who is one of his partners on TGI Now podcast. So Eddie was actually at the house. He's testifying as to what he saw. He's also going to testify as to Megan's character. Megan has never done cocaine in her life. Way out. A deputy wasn't rude. Actually, very nice. Asked me um, if there was a baby in the house. I said, Billy's none of my business. He said, so you don't want to get involved. That's what he said. I said, no. Then he said, I had a, my army duffel bag. And he says, uh, what you have in the bag? You got a baby in the bag? And when he asked me, he even felt silly asking. But I showed him, no baby in the bag. I said, please, what kind of person would do something like that, right? So we leave, I leave. John's there, we're hanging out. About 40 minutes later, DCF comes in and they come like a storm with more sheriffs and almost like surround the place. Now, mind you, the sheriff was there all night shining a light to the side door before any judge warrants, before anything, they were already scoping the property. And when asked by the neighbors, what were they doing there? They said they're patrolling. So they already had planned to snatch the kid. It was already a plan from the night before. She had documents, okay? Why? Because we had to help her to take care of that uh, bill. This way they could send her the documentation that she went to the doctor. So I know, because I saw the paperwork. The baby had a clean bill of health and so did Megan. She's not a drug user like oh, everybody is, is, a lot of people are posting. Her nose, she has skin cancer. How, can, how cruel can you guys be? You know, I've seen a lot of ugliness in the comments, but I've seen a lot of love and support. More love and support than the ugliness. So I'm glad I'm being followed by a lot of good people. So we just want to say this. Stay in touch. On Tuesday, we're going to be doing some more interviews. Friday, 420, listen for the podcast. We're going to continue keeping you updated with Megan and the baby and what's going on. But this was fucked up. For those of you who saw the live feed, they can't hide from the truth. They, it's 
It's there. It's a video. You saw it. I mean, I was in the house. I saw the place was beautiful, had baby formula, diapers. I mean, clothes. Beautiful little baby. You know, it was just horrible what was done. So just stand for Megan. You know, so there's a hashtag stand for Megan Walsh. There's a go send go page to help her with legal fees. If you're an attorney that's not afraid of the system, call uh, or DM me or John on the podcast. Let us know what's going on, man. You know, and if you yourself struggled and had your baby taken or something atrocious to this manner, Leave a comment below. We want to interview you, all right? And I always put this out there. And I'm going to ask now for you to pray for Megan Walsh and all of her babies and her family. Pray. Let's join hands and pray together for the babies, for Megan Walsh, for John Walsh, for the truth. Have a blessed day, y'all. Be on the lookout for TGI on our podcast every Friday at 420. We'll be keeping you updated on our pages. Take care. God bless and have an awesome Monday. Later. I hope that addresses some of the... It, it does, but let me let me ask some other uh, questions that uh, is going to be going through the audience's mind. Uh, Megan has four children. Yes. What is the status with the other three children? Uh, currently, they are in custody of John. I don't know if they've been adopted out, but that's his desire. So, um, so he was able to remove the children and take custody of them personally. That's correct. And and how long ago was this? And their approximate ages? Um, I'm not sure the acquisition date, and I'm not absolutely. But it was sure. within the last couple of years, right? He did this within this last year. Okay, so, so within the last year, and and just the approximate age of the children, because I just want to paint a picture for I'm the audience. Not sure, I'm not sure what their ages are. Okay, well they're they're was, they're minors, obviously. It was after she started questioning the death of her brother. She's very yeah. clear with that in other interviews. Yes, that and uh, she questioned his ties to Epstein. She has a lot. A great deal of knowledge uh, in regards to some of the workings of John Walsh, and I believe that's what his fear is: is that he he needs to discredit her in any way possible. So there is a, a psychological operation when you're a targeted individual, which it happened to me. They will uh, divest you of any and all financial means, so they will make you look like you're a slovenly individual, in which she is actually a quite industrial. Uh, person she ha was is a recording artist she designed her own um clothing company um she is an intuitive healer as well uh she is an art major she's a prolifically intelligent individual but they're discrediting her uh, because they they are afraid of what she would actually be able to say in a court of law so if they say she's crazy then they can uh throw her in a crazy house they can uh drug her then they can also arrest her, discredit any of her testimony going to church to uh, into a court. They can say that she's, um, <clears throat> the, you know, I think that perhaps their ultimate goal might be an in custody death. 
Well, and, and I just want to bring up the point because it sounds like they haven't done it yet, but their playbook is consistent, folks. They keep doing this. So one of the things they're going to try is actually getting her committed. Uh, yeah. If they haven't tried it yet, that's that's coming real soon. And so uh, prayers are going to be really, really important here uh, for this. And they're trying to get conservatorship over over her um, because she she thought that some she was always told that some things were in her name, but because she was you know a part of the family, she wasn't really paying attention to the financial portions. But she thinks a lot of things may also be in her name, and they would need to get conservatorship over her in order to access those things. Because see, she could have. Let's just say she has lands, island, who knows what they've used her name and her, her social security number for, okay, that she doesn't even know about. So the only way that she can, that they can gain access over that, just so the public understands, is to gain a conservatorship over her, just like they did with Britney Spears. Yeah. So we have to think about the conservatorship aspect. I mean, because if you go on and you listen to Megan's interviews, she is very smart. She's articulate. This is not a crazy person. She's able to keep her demeanor. She's able to keep her calm, cool, collective. I mean, a crazy person cannot do that. I mean, I can't even say as a normal human being that I could that I could be as just on top of it as she was when they they're coming to get her five day old baby and and the strategy that she tried to take to prevent them from even knowing that she was pregnant because she knew most likely what was going to happen because she knows they are after her and there has to be good reason. She, she says on another interview that they are financially, evidently they're out of money. The, the, the Walsh's evidently must be financially strapped in some way. So her take is that she believes they're trying to gain the conservatorship to take the things. That's the reason she believes they sold the house that she was living in. Um, so she says that on other interviews. I, I don't know what we've got um, here, Penny, but I just want to make sure that our audience knows those things. And I'll try to find the interviews and post them, Jeff. So, so if it is true that John Walsh and that is cash trapped, that just means that he's let loose ends come out and he's being punished uh, for letting loose ends get out there. Uh, that's well, my take on it, uh, Penny. Yes, I agree. I think that at some point, um, you get sacrificed, like Weinstein. Weinstein was prevalent, and I believe that they chose him as a as a sacrifice, as well as Epstein and Maxwell. They're just one, they're like the tip of the iceberg. Why are only why did only two people go down instead of the millions or the thousands of people that procured these victims? And what about you know? No one was charged with murder in that case either. They are murdering these children. They're disappearing them. They're disappearing into a foster care system. They're changing names. They're uh, they're stealing children and they're uh, satanically ritually sacrificing them and uh, preparing them for their place in the new world order when they place them in certain Illuminati families. It's a it's a very prolific uh, rabbit hole that you go down when you start doing one research. You're going to end up with a lot of knowledge. And Megan already has a grand amount of knowledge and she doesn't even you know one of the things that they told me before i became enemy of the state and thrown in a crazy house for a year they said you don't know what you know until you know it and i was like really you're gonna do that thing you're gonna do that platitude thing but that it was true and when i started researching and found out more things then i understood i was also asked 
do you want to end up like Julian Assange and Snowden? And I was like, what? I'm a singer. Why would I end up like Julian Assange and Snowden? Because you don't know what you know until you know it. And then when you know it, if you have a platform to stand on and shout it out like Megan Walsh does, yes. they silence you. And they do these right. these psyops. So, yes. And, I, 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 and based on listening to some of Megan's um, testimony and other interviews, um, she doesn't seem to hate her parents. I want to say that she actually asked her parents because I believe she knows that they are the sacrificial lambs. That is my take on it, okay, from listening to the interviews, that she knows that they are set up for to be these sacrificial lambs. And who knows, you know, what they do have in her name she is unaware of. Right. And yeah. I just, I know from my research that this family is prolifically uh, evil. So I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, this is a TikTok video. Again, she says it's for educational purposes. I'm going to skip the chipmunk one because it's just really hard to listen to. But here's this one. Okay, so I'm being heavily censored and I have to choose my words carefully, but you're going to want to see this story because you will be outraged. If you know about what is going on with our family court, CPS, foster care, that it's all a legalized child trafficking system, you will understand what's happening here. Do you know who these two people are? That's Megan Walsh on the left and her father, John Walsh. On June 3rd, Indian River County Sheriff's Department, how many officers were at her door to take her five-day-old infant? Okay, so here's what it says on the screen. This is what intimidation and harassment looks like. It's a picture of the two individuals, and there were more than just two. Also, there was an officer who was named in her federal uh, lawsuit, Dilks, who, um, if you Google Dilks and racism, he had some racist TikToks on, um, on TikTok and uh he was also the person that served her outside of her father's uh, ranch, pulled her over with her children in the car. So there was a whole video that uh, about that. And it uh, says, Megan had proof that the allegations were false, but they did not care. So she had a proof that she had a clean bill of health. And the judge said that she hadn't seen, that she hadn't taken the baby to see the doctor. She had the baby at home, which is amazing. Here we go. <laughs> Megan Walsh, 60 pounds, soaking wet. She needed all these officers there, intimidating and harassing her. This is disgusting. This will tell you everything that you need to know right here. That's Mr. Walsh, her dad. Okay, so that's John Walsh. This is a picture that we're showing of John and Indian River Sheriff uh, Eric Flowers, who I will also uh, put a promo ad because he promoted Sheriff Flowers into this uh, position. And apparently he's best friends. How cute. What a cute picture, isn't it? Don't you think that's sweet? And that's Sheriff Eric Flowers on the right. Isn't that lovely? Coming up is two clips, short clips of what happened that day. And that'll give you an idea of what these people are all about. Judge for yourself. That's my ADA advocate, sir. That's federal. That's federal, sir. It says here, he took the phone while Megan was on the phone with her ADA advocate, trying to verify that the court order was legitimate, then hung up on her advocate. Okay, so that's federal. 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 Okay, so that's federal.
ADA rights are federally protected. He clearly told her he didn't care. He didn't care if they were universally protected throughout the universe. Forget about federal. She's kissing her baby and one of the officers is doing a, a swirly thing with his hand, motioning, hey, speed it up, speed it up. Did you see that? Let's speed it up. Let's speed it up while you say goodbye to your infant that we don't know if you're ever going to see her again. Oh, let's just speed it up because we have to go to lunch. If you want to know what you can do, first of all, look in the comments below for some links if you want to get more informed on this case. And then do this, please. So here's what it says. Please pause and read. Please contact the office of the governor, Ronald DeSantis, and ask him if he works for the people of the state of Florida or if it's the other way around. He needs to be made aware of this corruption. The phone number is 850-717-9337. Email governor, um, what does that say? Governor Ron. DeSantis.com. DeSantis, yes. At myflorida.com. E, uh, at eog.myflorida.com. Okay, so that's that's that one video. Jeff, so, yeah. I would like to put I would like to send you email the, the correct email for Governor DeSantis and his phone number um to put in our link below if if you don't mind. Yeah, so send it right can, away, please. Yeah. That way if you can get in the description, you can easily click to call. We're gonna put the phone number so you can click to call right away. You don't have to worry about looking anything up. But she's okay. right. You know what? Listen, I usually wait till the end of broadcast to say stuff like this, but I, this is big folks. Um, you know, I know there's hundreds and thousands of missing kids and stuff like that, but we want the cabal to fall and this is low hanging fruit and it's within our reach right now, folks, uh, get involved. Yeah. Because, and pray that John Walsh actually opens up and comes forward and tells the truth, you know, that's what we should be praying for because we know that if Megan knows a lot, John also knows a lot and it's not saying that he will ever, but the power of prayer is amazing. And we just need to, that's one thing that we can pray for. Well, and the power of a plea deal as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeff, you're right. <laughs> um, okay. How much time do we have? Uh, how much time do you need? Okay, I have a couple more things that I want to play. So yeah. uh, let's go to this. Uh, this was actually me with a picture of the police officer begging with her baby. I said, wondering why this is not national news. And then someone posted, John Walsh, you're garbage for this kidnapping and, and trafficking children need to stop. How do you sleep at night? You kidnapped your own daughter's baby with false allegations. Save my niece. She needs to be home with her mother. I'm going to expose you all. And then I said, Megan went live on Facebook yesterday as we watched DCF pry her five-day-old baby from her hands, weeping and pleading, please don't take my baby. My friends and I cried watching this transpire. This is a travesty at John Walsh, America's Most Despicable. And then this is my friend Emma who said, John Walsh is a, tra a child trafficker having DCF traffic Megan Walsh's five-day-old baby. The Masonic Brotherhood protecting their secrets at the expense of innocent parents and children, retaliating against Megan for exposing them. When will you start to care about our children? There is this um, 
there was this one, let me see. It says, no one talks about how John Walsh's boss, John Monahan, who made the identification of Adam was tied to organized crime. I actually did. It took me a couple of months before I could actually nail that uh, through looking through a lot of documentation. Um, it says the unsolved uh, murder of Adam Walsh, book two, finding the victim by Arthur J. Harris, who we've been in touch with Arthur, um, you know, trying to solicit some uh, some help from him. Um, and he doesn't like, uh, John does not like Arthur. It says Monahan. now John Monahan was uh, John Walsh's boss at The Diplomat. He also had his own uh, company, it was a real estate company, in, um, in which I believe that that company facilitated the uh, straw companies that were opened for Disney and for other nefarious reasons for Meyer Lansky and his cohorts. Monaghan had his own reasons to be upset with Greeland. Greeland is the writer of this. He first reported his son Michael had once been a suspect in the murder, as well as that John Monaghan himself was linked to a suspected Miami drug smuggler. In addition to being a friend of the Walsh family like his father, Michael Monaghan was also a close friend of Jimmy Campbell. So Jimmy Campbell is the one that was living with John and Reve and having sex with Reve. And then they also called... Uh, Adam called Jimmy his second father. And that's usually like in gay relationships. My mom was gay. And so my aunt, I called her my second mother. So this is just, I'm just throwing it out there. But in 1990, Michael had been convicted in federal court in Tampa, along with three others of extortion to collect a $40,000 debt on a loan from a man who was found shot dead after he'd gone to police. A co-defendant was the son of a reputed captain in the Lucchese family of New York who lived in Hollywood. So we have Florida in which all of the crime, five, five, five family crime families, they resided in New York and also in Florida. And he lived in Hollywood. Uh, in 1981, three days after Adam's abduction in the Broward County city of Oakland Park, there was an argument over a skateboard Michael was carrying and another man claimed it was his and took it from Michael, then ran to the office of the skateboard park and locked the door. Minutes later, Michael returned with a machete and began hacking it. So they say that Adam was killed with a machete. He was outside the door telling me if I didn't open the door that he was going to cut me up. Breland quoted the other young man telling an Oakland Park policeman. Soon he saw the blade coming through the door. I was in fear for my life. I thought he was going to kill me. He was enraged like he was under the influence or something. You just don't get that mad over a skateboard. Monaghan took back his skateboard and left. That evening, Oakland Park police confiscated his machete and later had the Broward medical examiner test to see if it matched the cuts in the back the neck of the found child. The result wasn't conclusive. In November 1981, three months after Monaghan identified Adam, he arrived at another morgue in the Rocky Mountains. This is what nailed me to know that, in fact, he was Irish mob, Greenland reported. A private turbojet had crashed carrying seven bound from Opalaka Airport in Dade. One of those was his 22-year-old girlfriend. Monaghan's wife, his son, was at the bottom of the stairs eating cereal and he looks up and there's his mom lying dead at the bottom of the stairs. And John Monaghan's the father standing at the top of the stairs. And he was cleared of any wrongdoing, of course. Uh, a, a private 
turbojet had crashed carrying seven bound from Opelaka Airport in Dade. All had been killed and body parts were scattered, even in trees. One victim was Monaghan's 23-year-old younger fiancé. Another was Alan Rivenbark, who at the time of his death, six federal and state law enforcement agencies were investigating for suspected drug smuggling, money laundering, and harboring fugitives, the Denver Post reported in January of 1982. The story said that Rivenbark owned a secluded mountain ranch 30 miles from from Vale, um, which was suspected of being a hideout for East Coast mobsters, as well as a distribution point for drug trafficking in Colorado resort areas. The seven crash victims were all headed there. Rivenbark was also the Jets owner and part owner of a coffee plantation in Columbia, Greenland reported. The Sarasota, Florida Herald Tribune had it too. A UPI story published November 22nd, 1981. Airplane in Colorado crash was being watched by the DEA. The story said that the plane was under surveillance by officers monitoring a cocaine smuggling operation, a federal agent said. Said Wayne Valentine, chief of the DEA's Denver office, it's very likely possible that the plane was carrying cocaine from South America to the United States. At the crash site, investigators had found 30 handguns, one holstered a victim's leg and 50000 in cash in the fresh snow, Greenland wrote. He quoted Bill Bachman, the chief investigator in 1981 for the Sheriff's Office of Eagle County, Colorado, that when Monaghan arrived, he had a bodyguard with him that was a gorilla. Monaghan claimed and identified six of the bodies, excluding only a man with a Japanese name who was thought to be Riverbark's bodyguard. He made arrangements for dental records. He kind of took charge of the whole situation. That was kind of unusual, Bachman said. Bachman added that as he investigated the, the crash, he received debts by telephone. And I have to go let my dog out. So I'm going to turn it back to you guys. All right. So I suspect this has something to do with the cocaine cowboys, Christy. Yes, uh, Jeff, absolutely. And um, when when we're talking about cocaine cowboys, one thing I want people to understand is this. Um, there is a restaurant called 94th Aero Squadron Restaurant that's right at the, it's on the air um, mm -hmm. passage of um, Opelaka Airport. So, um, and, and I want to say that, the when, when you're at the 94th Aero Squadron restaurant, you don't really see a lot of planes taking off. It's a very quiet little airport. So when you're thinking, you know, what's really going on there, it does make you wonder uh, what the planes that are coming in and out are really doing. Is there a lot of security around this quiet airport? Uh, there is, yeah. There's, there, there's, there's basically planes, trains, and automobiles right together. Yep, absolutely, right together. So it's very, very interesting. Yeah, these uh, private airports have been used uh, for a long time, uh, run by the FBO, which, you know, is another uh, dig that we won't go into today, but uh, I happen to know some stuff about the FBO. And yeah. uh, not all of them are bad, obviously, but it's, uh, listen, it's yeah. just like, you know, how, how does most of the stuff traditionally get in? It's through military, yeah. right? And otherwise it comes in through executives and things like that uh, into these places that are protected. Yes. And an FBO, you just have one little uh, guy that gets paid off. That's all. It's easy. Yeah. Look the other way. And sadly, usually it's like, like our military men that, you know, their entire pen are lined up whatever they're supposed to do and in many cases they've seen you know brethren fall all around them um, in war and so they're kind of forced to do what the government says yeah and they do take them away look we have uh, the military analyst on our show every week and uh 
this guy was high ranking and they have stripped him of everything. You know, uh, you, yeah, you serve your country honorably for all these years and then they strip you. They, they get you by the nuts, folks, you know. Um, it's kind of what, like, what they do with their healthcare workers, Jeff. You know, you're hero one minute and the next minute if you don't take a jab, you're, you know, you're pure trash. Yeah, cops were heroes, then defend the police, <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, defund, not defend. Yeah. Uh, back to you, Penny. Okay, so here's a very, I'm probably going to have to let her in as soon as she barks. She's treating that way. Um, so John Walsh, here he is promoting his buddy, Sheriff Flowers. I'm John Walsh. You may know me for the 25 years that I produced and hosted America's Most Wanted. I chase fugitives all over the world and work with every kind of cop. Interpol, Scotland Yard, FBI, Marshals, you name it. I think I know a good cop when I see one. This guy's a good cop. Trained at the FBI headquarters in Virginia. Trained at the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children on how to keep kids safe online. He knows this county, he loves this county, and I'm voting for Eric Flowers. Vote for me, August 18th, 2020. Notice the sheriff barely said anything. <laughs> but you know what? That's so telling, Christy. Uh, you know, okay, so he's going to be my friend in children's stuff. You know, yeah. he's been uh -huh. trained here. The, not only is he, you know, is it a commercial to the general public that is supposed to use these accolades to reassure them, but he's speaking in code to those in power saying, this is the guy we got. Yeah. And he says that he comes from FBI headquarters. And John Walsh says at that point that he works with Scotland Yard. Uh, I, don't, I forget what else he says, but basically he lists the, all the agencies that he works with. And so he's just telling us, right? Yeah. And when I when he's talking in code, I know a good cop. This guy's going to be good to us. Yep. Yeah. So he basically outed himself and told you, you know, this is not a normal CPS case, okay? He's telling you his his global contacts uh, throughout the world. He's associated with CIA, DIA, uh, DOJ. Um, Mossad, he goes to Israel all the time. Uh, KGB, he knows all of these people. Scotland Yard, MI6. These are he has. He also knows the Queen. Um, I I'm not sure. I think that he has played polo with uh, Harry, Prince Harry. I mean, he he knows the Queen. He's also involved in polo. And there was a mysterious death of something like it was either between uh, 17 or 27. Polo horses all died at this club, and they said that he that they actually had an overdose of a normal vitamin which they had given them. Which I think they killed all the horses for a specific reason. It was blackmail. Like you know, I remember I was told when I was working in a studio in Costa Mesa, and I believe it was actually Tony Scott's studio, who was Ridley Scott's brother. And I and I was told when the Scotty brothers come to. Make a deal with you. Don't take the deal unless you want a horse's head in your bed. And I didn't realize all those years that the horse's head was already in my bed because of my evil family. And, and so, Penny, I just want to bring this back around. Uh, 
now that we've gone into the Sheriff Flowers and the and the John Walsh connection to him, obviously in Steep, bring this back around to Sheriff Flowers in this case here. Tell me exactly what uh, Sheriff Flowers has to do with this case. So Sheriff Flowers actually, when she when Megan filed for being indigent, like right before her house was sold out from under her, he arrested her on false charges. She was shackled and thrown in the back of a van and she was scared for her life. And she said they also put her in like general uh, in the jail with men. She's a, a small little girl that I think they wanted, you know, to show her, hey, we can easily uh, kill you. I also covered another case for Timmy Gilly, whose son was um, was disappeared and a year later, they found him missing his feet. They gave her the wrong feet for her son. She had a DNA test done. And these are horrific things that are happening in Indian River County and adjacent counties by these by these cops and um, who are working in conjunction with the cartel. So you're talking about these cops that are getting elected. So he's putting his stamp of approval on Flowers, and then Flowers is the one that's making sure that his sheriffs go out there, harass Megan. Um, she's been watched in, in many different places. She also, at one point, she couldn't come on to do a show that I was on. She said, I'm literally being hunted. They're going door to door, knocking for me, asking if I'm there to see if I already had a baby, if I had a baby. That's what she, they were. Oh, this is so sick. And didn't they say that the, the sheriff's officers, you know, on the video, they claim that it took them three hours to get the baby. But it's my understanding before the warrant was even issued, her neighbors, that the sheriff's office was out, like basically stalking out her house to the point where she could not leave. Um, not only that, but Megan is in an interview um, with a citizen journalist. I'll have to make sure that we post this on Telegram, Jeff. Um, that this citizen journalist is, you know, was really great asking her questions. But Megan is standing at the courthouse and in front of the courthouse side, there's your Masonic symbol. Um, and it basically says that this, you know, this courthouse is built by these, this group of Masons. So right. they are, I mean, like you can't even get a break. And I mean, I don't even think that was intentional. I mean, I think that's just where, you know, she's walking out of the courthouse and I'm like, you can't even. And it says something about like their watchmen and builders of this courthouse of the Indian River Courthouse. I mean, you want to talk about everyone in bed together um, in yes. Indian River. Um, it's crazy. So I have this one other video. This is I think I'm not sure if this is a TikTok video or not, but some of these I had to actually like record on my phone. So you're seeing my actual desktop. <laughs> Children. Listen, listen, I understand you're upset. I understand. I'm terrified. This is not, it's not okay. And it keeps going on. Everyone knows that this is fraud and this is retaliation from my father. Everyone knows that, sir. Across this country. We filed in federal court already. Okay. This is very serious. And the sheriff's department got a notice of liability. They have a notice of liability for me and through federal court. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. They gotta dig a little deeper. Well, can we look into you that? Gotta start please? digging, this man. This should not be no, happening. I can't, I can't right now. I'm here. I'm here for this specific issue. Just pause for a moment, please, Betty. Sir? 
so I just want to make sure the audience, because some a lot of our audience just listens to this. I want to. So what you're hearing is the exchange between Megan Walsh uh, when the sheriff's department shows up to take the ch- five day old child, and what you're hearing is. Uh, Megan speaking about her actions and that she's already filed and that it's about her father, but also you're hearing the voice of the podcaster who I'm assume is recording, who we just saw, and I forget the name. I apologize to that podcaster. Yes, Eddie, and and then you're hearing the voice of the sheriff outside of a cracked window waving papers uh, through the window and talking to her through an open window. Thank you. And the, other, and the other thing that you can't see, but that you don't realize until later when you watch the whole, it's basically a 40 minute video. Megan is holding the baby right now in her arms. Okay. So this baby I want to report is not crying. You don't even hear like a weep from the baby. So this baby is obviously cared for. This is something that's not really brought forth because there's so much commotion going on. So this baby is not crying out for help. It's not, you know, it's bottoms not hurting from its diaper, not being changed. It's been fed. It's not crying hunger tears. Okay. So this baby is quiet with its mom, basically against her right now while she's talking to the sheriff's officer. And the baby's name is Esther Grace. Let's not just say baby. It's not, uh, Right. This is this is a human being, Esther Grace. They literally ripped this baby from her breast, yeah. not figuratively, literally. Yes. And this this guy lies too. He says, "I didn't know you were John Walsh's daughter." Really? Yeah. Please. You didn't know that that was John Walsh's daughter. That's you know. Are these men trained to just lie about everything? Evidently, either that or they're just following orders, which is not going to work. I'm just going to tell you, this is a crime against humanity. This is a crime against the baby. And um, I have to think that there there's a way to hold these people accountable for their now, actions. That's thing that people don't understand because this world is militarized and people follow orders. My husband was a retired Carlsbad sergeant. I think he got demoted because he was accused of rape. And now I know that he actually did that rape. Um, they follow orders. He told me, if you don't follow orders, you will end up at a crime scene where you're the only person in there and no one will cover you and you get shot and killed. So that's a very real uh, consequence of standing up against this brotherhood of blue. And, you know, I thought about being a police officer when I was in 10th grade because I wanted to help people. I actually passed the police exam. I was in a, a thing called Potential where we could d- design our own uh, our own curriculum. And uh, I took the police, the police test and I passed it with 100%. But at some point they decided that I was going to actually uh, be in the entertainment industry. And I wanted to be a writer, which I'm writing now. But um, they wanted me to be singer. So this this is what I'm trying to tell you about who some of the police are. They're Freemasons, uh, the hierarchy. They also are trained in neurolinguistic programming, and uh, they're trained in hypnosis. So that's something people don't know. That comes in very handy in an interrogation when you're interrogating a kid for ten hours. Then you know they say, "Well, this isn't what happened. This is what happened." By the end of it, they've They've twisted the story around to make it appear as what they want it to appear. So I'm going to continue with this. Thank you very much, Jeff. 
So he goes he goes away and he's talking to one of his friends. And she finds it's out what, sir? What's going on? I think, I think uh, I just want to resolve this thing. I do too. I do too. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to force the door. I don't. Please. I know. Please don't. Honestly. Yeah, but then all you have to do is open it. And, and you see how it's right here. We're not I don't trust DCF. <laughs> how could you trust that they're going to take our other kids? And take in strange doctors that testified against me and put in a foster care. Would you want that for your children? No, I wouldn't. And if it's a false report when you know you have documentation that you can give to them. But that doesn't protect, that doesn't save my children. I got a court appointed attorney because of the legal abuse and she's done nothing. She's not fighting for my children, and I'm recusing her today. Nobody wants to touch the case, man. Now you know. Now you know why. <laughs> now you know. So, I mean, we're gonna have. How are we gonna resolve this? I, I told them they can come in. I will give them the reports that the baby's fine. They can offer me services. I'm willing to work with them, but they need to keep my baby with me. That's by law. They're supposed to make every effort to keep the child with the parent. So at one point, he also, he, he says, he doesn't want to break down the door. But at one point, he says something to her about arresting her. And, uh, you know, she was not arrested. She did go to the courthouse. I'm not sure what documentation was filed when she went to the courthouse. And both Eddie and uh, John Corapi uh, from TGI were there. They did, you know, more videos. But I just want to say in conclusion uh, that this case has been going on now for um, since, I believe, since April of 2021. That's when it started. Uh, and before that, what precipitated it also was um, in November, she had been uh, working with another woman who ran for sheriff. And this woman said that um, people from the sheriff's office came to her and said that they wanted her to run meth through her house. And she said no. And they said, if you don't, we're going to uh, we're going to arrest you. And uh, we're going to you know, say that you were manufacturing that they did, in fact, arrest her. Uh, she knew that the sheriff's office was corrupt. Uh, I'm, I'm at loss to her name. I'll give it to you later. I can't remember what it was. But so Megan started working with her. And then in November, she went to her, her parents' house for Thanksgiving. And things started escalating. And she said, we're out of here. I, I don't want to. This is abusive. So when she started to leave, her mother grabbed her by the hair when she had a baby in her arms and bit her. But nothing, bit no charges bit her. And no charges were filed against her. Also, when her children were most recently in her custody, the baby came and said that uh, that grandma struck him. And then the other two children said, yes, they concurred in front of a DCF uh, witness. And uh, they said, yes, uh, grandpa told her to stop. And then she stepped on the child's neck. And so DCF said, well, we'll go and we'll look. But, you know. Uh, they're not. We went. We looked. That she wasn't home, and we'll check again on Monday. Nothing was done. No, it's sick. It's like they're waiting for one of these children to have something severely done to them, because obviously they don't care. I mean, what we all have to realize is that you know these are people who have already had one child go missing. Okay, so 
you know, whether that's a coincidence, um, but Reve has already supposedly, you know, they tried to blame it on her leaving Adam in the store. Whether she did or not, we don't really know. Okay. But still, she was accused of this. And DCS, or whatever the Child Protective Services is, I've always called it CPS. So it's hard for me to remember the, the um, Department of Family Services because yeah. it's not family at all. They actually do the opposite. So I can't even like think of them as that. But um, she supposedly left Adam. So Adam goes missing. So we have to really think about this like logically. We don't think about it logically. So if I myself had already had one child go missing, and it found dead, decapitated. Do you think that I would be able to get my grandchildren? No. I'm just going to tell you, I wouldn't be able to. Because a court would look at me and go, well, you know, you've already had one child, you know, fall That's victim. such a good point. I mean, yes. we have to think really all, the other, all the other things about them doing cocaine and, and procuring and selling it. Working with uh, nefarious individuals. Um, doing nefarious... Uh, you know, operations. And so here's the, this has been proven. This has been yeah. proven. This is not anything anyone's making up. This has been headlines on the globe 20 years ago. And we just, it's just been covered up because we've had this mind in our minds. We think of John Walsh as the father of protecting children. Well, protect your own. Yeah. Okay? It makes me think of the Clinton Global Initiative. Yes. All the good they do in the world. Yes, he uh, also worked with HRC. He's worked with all the presidents. He's worked with Reagan. He's friends with um, Obama, and he's been friends with Biden for almost 30 years. Um, he's also friends with, he's been friends with Trump. She played with the Trump children when she was growing up. Um, and I'm just going to leave this, this saying from her right now. Since I was a young girl, I would lay in my bed with comforters, thinking it would slow the bullets down when someone came in to kill us. I would ask the Lord one thing, Father, what is my true purpose? Lord, I pray for strength, grace, peace through all of this and for our humanity. That's Megan. That's who Megan is. Well, I'm going to leave it there, but uh, it's uh, givesendgo.com slash Megan Walsh. If you can help out, uh, please do at this time. And, uh, Father God, I just come before you, and, and obviously we pray for the children, we pray for Megan, but Father, I want to direct this prayer to John Walsh and his wife, Renee. Father God, I pray for their souls, I pray for their salvation. I pray your Holy Spirit touches them, Father God. You love them as well, and Father, we wish well for them. But, Lord, we want things to be right, and we want your justice to come. But we do pray for their salvation, and we pray that your hand is upon them this day. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Uh, Penny, thank you so much for coming back. We're going to have to have Will you come back again? Yes, thank you very much, Jeff, for letting me tell you Megan's story. She's an amazing person. And I ask that everyone pray for Megan and for her babies and uh, for their safety and for Megan's safety. Um, she's going through an incredibly difficult time. And she's not just standing up for her children. She's also standing up for yours. So, That's you know, right. try to investigate her and, and find out who she is. Stop with the 
pointing fingers and saying things that aren't true. If you want to know the truth, then you research her and you listen to this woman because she's speaking from her heart and she's trying to protect her children. And then by the same token, she's trying to tell you about corruption within police forces and within CPS or, um, you know, child protective services. Please listen. Please listen to all those that are crying out and um, just please pray for her. Amen. Final word, Christy. Penny, first of all, thank you very much for your research and for helping Megan um, and for validating, you know, a lot of the claims and things that she's thought. Um, I just want to say, Penny, I, I know, you know, people don't know that you're on um, disability or social security or whatever it is you're on. You're on a limited income and you do a ton of research, which does require things. So I'm just going to say, I'm going to ask for people to either give you the Amazon gift cards so that you can get the movies and books and things that you need to continue the research. And um, if you don't want to do that, um, I'll, you can send it to Patriot's perspective, I'll figure out a way to get money to these researchers because it's really important that we find the truth and that we listen. And, um, you know, I'm sure that Penny is gratefully, um, information and the resources in her presentation so that you can go find them yourself so she makes it really easy for you after she locates them so that's i'm just going to say that that would be a huge help um along with your prayers for megan and and, and baby esther thank you so much for that christy and uh just listen before we go uh it's so important that we fight back and one of the ways you fight back is going to mylibertystand.com if you haven't done it yet if you're in north america please do not only are we taking money away from the cabal we're taking money away from the big box stores and stuff like that and what it's helping is our collective and we have a lot of people working with us right now inside of this we're creating our own kingdom economy and if you have more coming in uh, then you're able to help out more as well and that's what we're doing collectively and you know we don't talk about our uh, our giving in public and stuff like that as much and you know but out of our own personal what we what we gain from these extra things that we do we're able to give more so go to mylibertystand.com and uh god bless each and every one of you thank you again christy thank you penny you. Uh, this story just breaks my heart, and uh, I had I had to go through that video in a couple different sittings because it hit me so much personally. And uh, quite honestly, if you saw the last program that uh, Christy and I did, uh, we were not as happy and joyous. It's because we were talking about this very thing and how it's a, you know, how we've seen it in our personal lives. So we do take this very personally, and uh, as we all should. And if you're a mother, if you can just imagine someone having power. Uh, coming and taking your kids. It, it's unimaginable, but it's happening more than you think. God bless every one of you. And uh, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself. And sometimes that means contributing to them and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Live right, Live right in the real world. Right on radio. Right on radio.